0: It's that time, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back for the Kelly and Company Roundtable. Usually a little oval, but again, not being in the studio anymore, I kind of sometimes forget, so somebody could almost say, oh, it's a square table conversation, and I might even buy it. Ramya Muthin, my co-host for the program, Kelly McDonald. here. We're hosting Kelly and Company as we do weekdays. And we always bring on a guest for this. We bring on our In the Know contributor, Margaret Weldon, to join us today. Margaret, thank you for being back with us for the Roundtable.
1: Thank you. It's great to be back. And actually, I'm at a rectangle table myself, so there you go. Okay, all right. Well,
0: make sure (laughs) you grip it and get ready. Uh, I am too. Uh, A desk. Wonderful desk. Stand-up desk. Um, This is an open conversation on a variety of subjects. I grab them up and bring them forward or whoever our host is because now we get different people hosting it now as we move on through the six years we've done this. And in the last uh, few years, Ramya has hosted. Danielle McLaughlin has hosted. Has Richardson hosted or...? Yep. I can't remember. Yes, he, he? did one. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. intentionally, not by mistake. Not because no, no, Romy left. <laughs> he
1: has intentionally. No, I, I think I did one with him once, come to think about it. But I, yeah.
0: you know, yeah. Um, It's always a scary thing, or it used to be, folks, when we started doing it, because, of course, I keep the subjects to myself. And I remember asking staff members at AMI, hey, will you come on the round table when we first started? Why? Well, to, to talk to it about what? Oh, no, it's a surprise. Uh, I think I have something else to do at that time. I didn't tell you the time yet. I'm pretty sure I'm busy. Uh, Let's start off today talking about Disney, folks. They've updated one of its popular attractions with brand-new characters. In an effort to have a more accurate representation of diversity around the world, the Disneyland Park has added two new characters in wheelchairs to its iconic It's a Small World attraction. One is in the Latin American section of the boat ride. The other appears in the finale. The animatronic dolls are among 300 costume dolls representing singing children from many nations. The ride opened at the Anaheim Park in 1966. It's the first time in Disneyland's 67-year history that an attraction has included characters in wheelchairs. Disney is the parent company of ABC News. Todd at ABC News. You <laughs> chuckle when they slip that in there, right? You know, uh, this radio station is owned by Rogers. Um, Margaret, your feeling about this when you hear it. And I, I know we're always looking to see somebody we relate to see people that should be included just as much as anyone else because we are in society. Um, what do you think on this move, what they're trying to do?
1: Actually, I, I think it is uh, long overdue, to be quite honest with you. You know, people with disabilities do exist, and I think the sooner that children get to understand that, yeah, there are going to be kids out there who can't walk or see or talk or, what, or hear, whatever, um, you, you know, and, and but yet they like to have fun just like everybody else. I think it's a good thing.
0: I always look for what I consider the normal things. You know, you walk down a street in any town, city, You're going to see different people wearing different clothes, different heights, different, you know, hopefully, you know, different uh, skin colors, uh, speaking different languages. You're going to hear that eating different kinds of food. And it doesn't it would be wonderful if none of it was ever a shock to you, Ramya, that it was so normal and you know, I think it's great to see the representation. I know here they're also trying to make sure that different minorities um, or, or different cultures are mm-hmm. also reflected here. So people see um, different people, as Margaret said, well overdue. Um, and I know we all hope for a world where basically you don't notice these things, as we say in theater, you know, where, where you're colorblind.
2: Yeah, I do have to shout or call out, sorry. Call out Disney on this because it feels like they've had the world at their fingertips for so long, right? Historically, they've been doing things forever whether it be theme parks or uh movies and television or stories, like whatever, right? They've they've had us always looking for the next thing and uh awaiting the next big thing, but the representation has not been diverse. Like we know that. Especially in a
0: small world.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Like they, they've always made it so, uh, we've used Disney as predominant examples of not inclusion in so many contexts, right. And representation. So yes, it's definitely long time overdue and uh, we need more of it. And, Frankly, there's no excuse for it. there not to be as much representation. For a company so, this big, so well-funded, so monopolying, I don't think that's a word, but you know, it's so huge and has so much impact, there's no excuse at all.
0: So is there normal, ladies, a normal out of another era when this is where they've stood... Pat kind of keeping that. Well, we've been doing all the great things. We've had so many things for children and we've always been warm and welcoming, uh, especially when we started out back in the 1930s. I sometimes feel that you, you, you make such a splash when you come on board, you do the right things. You have all these different types of movies, targeting different types of subjects, different characters, but then how do you top that? Well, you, you, you're supposed to keep current in my mind. And part of that is the reflection of, our audience has grown. Disney is no longer United States, Canada, watching on. Uh, th- there's people all over the world. And you're saying the world's small. So many of us come together.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I-, I kind of find it ironic, but I almost feel, not not that I always say, oh, well, these people are doing this intentionally. I-, I think you tend to, you get in your ways. This is who you are. This is your identity. Yeah, but that's an identity out of the 1940s or 50s or 60s. Right. Oh, Yeah. Things have changed, haven't they? Well, look outside the world. It's it's not as small. It's, you know, it's tighter, but... No. So I, I have to wonder how much of that, Margaret, maybe that feel, because a lot of what we talk about before we see these changes are what you remember as a kid, and as a kid, a lot of that was older thinking too.
1: But then again, you have to look at the people who ran it, right? Like, I think over, I think it's like anything over time. Um, you know, once upon a time, women didn't work, but now, you know, they, they are a big part of the workforce, Right. And, but I think it's, it's, it's just depends, you know, whoever takes over is going to want to add their own, um, I want to say twist, but I don't know if that's the right word. You know what I mean? Like their own characteristics. And maybe, you know, it, it's, it's partly a wrong reason for doing what they did, but no, I, I still think it's, it's, it's long overdue.
0: Well, and I think so many people get in the, well, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah, but if no one's telling you, calling you out on it because you slip through the cracks when others don't other organizations, yeah. other companies, yeah, okay, maybe it's because, oh, but it's Disney, yeah, but but yet you're jumping on Warner Brothers for this or, or so-and-so. Yeah. Uh, I want to sort of stay on the same subject. One of Hollywood's top Christmas movie stars, we had a very interesting conversation with Greg David the other day about how many Christmas movies are made, and we mentioned some of the stars that uh, are signing on to do 30 Christmas movies you know, in, in, in a year or what have you. Uh, well, not a year, but in, in a career working with creating these movies. But one of them is responding to a recent Christmas controversy. Clash this week, the actress and chief creative officer of the Great American Family Channel told the Wall Street Journal that the network's extensive list of holiday movies wouldn't feature any LGBTQ couples, that they'll, quote, keep traditional marriage at the core. Many called that regressive and discriminatory. And in a new statement, Buray says as a devoted Christian, she loves all people, and the media is seeking to divide us by fanning the flames of conflict and hate. She also says people of all identities and ethnicities have and will continue to contribute to the network. Jason Athenson, ABC News, Hollywood. So, Ramya, do we go back to more, maybe not necessarily going as far as to say you're fanning the flames of hate and stuff like that. Like we've seen some of the, the flames fanned with the Kyrie Irving remarks recently where more people are speaking out and almost giving license to people to, oh, well, if this person's saying it, I can join in and be heard, too, on my platform saying this and that. Or are we really, again, seeing some an, a, a genre That has been able to be what it's been and that we tune into as we spoke with Greg about for that comfort of the hot chocolate, the picking the Christmas tree and same storyline.
2: You know, I think that when what Greg really was drilling uh, as, as a message of that conversation yesterday was that times are changing, we need more representation. And that's just it. So if people feel like, oh, no, we're just creating conflict for conflict's sake, I think that's rubbish. And that's putting it politely. Um, Because if there's if there are issues happening where people, like we know how it is, first-hand experience, right? We As people about with disabilities. blind people
0: not being and represented thank you. in these same That's the movies.
2: first thing he said, right? That was the first thing Greg brought up yesterday, that yes, there's more representation, yes, there's diversity, but FYI, there's no blind leads or supporting actors, actresses. So that's going to hurt. I mean, regardless of whether we think about it in every holiday movie we watch or not, we do recognize it when there is a holiday movie that can that features uh, someone who looks like us, who represents us in some way. So yeah, if you're just not going to do it because you're using the excuse of, well, we want to keep things traditional. Well, I I think that's it's absolutely unacceptable.
0: Margaret, we saw this in soap operas for years. They, they, they were reluctant to include certain lifestyles, certain, you know, representation. Primetime because TV. primetime went first... But there were areas where they would not, and soap operas always last, and we'd say, well, it's an older audience, you know, they're a little slower to be comfortable with some of the things that we would want to roll out and bring on. And, and sometimes now the soap operas are bringing a little bit of stuff where you, whoa, hold on, boy, are you guys ever moving faster? Um, I think, Margaret, we're, we're, this is the kind of thing with these older movies, even though we're creating brand new ones today, we still stay to the old formula.
1: That's right. I, I, I think I think that's true. I, I, I think that's true, but again, I, I do think we we do need to look at changing times too, just as Ramya has said. Right? Um, yeah. And 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 I think to say, well, you know, no, we're we're going to stick with the tradition. Well, if you're going to you know stick with the tradition, you've also got to learn or if you you've also got to learn what other things have changed, not just um you. you know by bi- bisexual or people with disability, but even the family structure has changed now. You have so mm. many right. more single parent right. families or blended families
0: and we used to hear know? that, Margaret. That was always the big challenge it, it we got to the point with these movies where we've stopped is where there's a lot of singles. People looking for yeah. love, you know, there's not as many, and again, I don't watch a lot of these movies, so some of you out there are going to call me out as well you know. Uh, there doesn't seem to be to me to be as many solid family mother and father and kids go do this and that for Christmas. You'll get some of that, of course, and young people's stories and that at, at Christmas, but there seems to be a lot of the angle of, of that single parent because we had to catch up. We had to realize, hey folks, these are the families we need to see as well.
1: Well and I, and I think when it's when it does come to single parent families and again I, I have a, I must admit I don't watch too many of these anymore either but it seems to me the ones that do have the single families get together with others that have the single families right so that in the end it somehow does become a blended family right you know like 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 maybe you you, you get you know a father who's taken the kids away or a mother who's mm-hmm. you know just lost a husband or something and she's taking her kids away for christmas to to a resort or whatever they meet and suddenly they become blended
0: so you're almost describing Brady's 1969 when the show went on TV so <laughs> that's why I sit but
1: back that's and that's pretty much how these movies work right and that's
0: like, where a lot of the, you know, the rush single, was to make it yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah and you and know. that's where we were told folks this is a representation of the way certain things are in life accept it okay With all the upheaval, folks, as we switch gears at Twitter right now, uh, since Elon Musk took over, uh, industry experts are providing suggestions for alternative social media sites. As Elon Musk takes dramatic steps to overhaul Twitter, prompting many subscribers to
1: exit, Mastodon has emerged as a frontrunner among those ready to fly away from the Bluebird platform. They're not tweets on Mastodon, they're toots, and it operates as a decentralized social network made up of independent servers that are able to connect. Clubhouse is another. It's an audio-only app that lets you start or listen in on conversations about things like tech, pro sports, parenting, and black literature. Tumblr and Medium are also options. And also note that Gabor Celli, a Twitter and Google veteran, has been working on an improved version of Twitter, which might include text and TikTok-style
0: videos. I'm Jackie Quinn. So I've always liked what little involvement I have with Twitter. When I first started on it was because work asked me to. It was back in that time where so many workplaces, media places, sports, and so on. This is what what medium they use to get the word out, where you could go and follow people and maybe get a fast-breaking story about this or follow a subject or learn. So as a person in the media, to to get people interested, work said to me, can you go out, can you get on here and tweet once or twice a week. I wasn't interested in doing anything with AMI's Facebook at the time um, and and still don't. Twitter is what I enjoy. I certainly don't post as much as I used to, but I did find it a nice resource, especially as a sports fan, to follow trade deadlines and different things like that that interest me and I like to follow that kind of stuff. Not a big a big fan of it. If it gets too busy, it gets a bit overwhelming for myself. Not sure I would get involved in some of these others, though. I really hope things sort out quickly enough, but I think there's going to be a lot of damage to Twitter and what what it was is not ever going to be the same. What I'm curious about um, is the audio aspect of it. I I don't know for either of you if this encourages you more. Ramya, I have to ask, will you seek, if you were looking, and, and I don't know how active you bother with the Twitter or which social media, does the audio component of something like Clubhouse interest you?
2: It does for a bit, but I think that, I've mentioned this on the show before, a lot of social media is not long-lived. It's very short-lived because people get on, then they hop off to some new platform that's out, or they find a platform that's been doing it better. Twitter has such a huge advantage because it's been there for a while now. People already trust it. We go to Twitter for very specific reasons intentions kinds of posts kinds of media and if elon goes and tweaks the heck out of it and makes it all cluttered or or brings as we heard in this clip things elements from other social media i just feel like it's going to ruin twitter people are not going to stick around to in twitter because it's like tiktok and like instagram and like facebook no they came to twitter because of twitter and we have tiktok for tiktok you know
0: it, so I'm, not gonna, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go.
2: Like long answer, short. I'm not gonna go searching for audio on Twitter.
0: Yeah, and no, and nothing else to me seems to be like it. Margaret, you you jumped on Twitter. Uh, we talked about hey, we we'd love our contributors to be able to do stuff on there. Um, some of the new stuff. What do we call it, Ramya? Massa, Macedon? I think that's right.
2: Yes, that. was <laughs> I feel right, like yeah. that's
0: right. Uh, is harder to learn. And Margaret, th- for you jumping on, is that the kind of thing that r- pulls you Twitter? You can sign up and be on it in minutes, literally.
1: Yes to to me that's still the easiest website for me to to uh, to or sorry easiest social platform for me to maneuver you know but that but that's me right I've tried looking at some of these other ones and no this one is still and and I think I agree with Ruya here that if, if he starts um, cluttering it no it's it's not going to go well for Twitter but I don't know that I would want to go and, and search out any other social platform either I guess I, I I would if it came right down to it but I would rather not
0: yeah that's the way I feel I'm I don't know where I would go because I like what little bit I utilize it for which is more than enough for me I hate to see so many people who have built careers get have made their their livelihood on it who have huge followings because they report on things like that. They're trusted. You know, as soon as this all started and everybody could get a blue badge, you had all these impersonators going on there and messing up people. Margaret, thanks a lot for being with us for the roundtable.
1: Lots of fun. talking. We tomorrow.
0: do this uh, every Thursday on the program. Margaret Weldon, our In the Know contributor. You can hear her every second Wednesday here on Kelly and Company. We'll step aside for a moment. Check out what's on our show tomorrow for the Friday edition as we swing open the gateway to your weekend And what the gang at Now with Day Brown has in store for us.